welcome back to the Brothers Book Club Podcast, episode relaunch, episode three. We'll call it a relaunch, reimagining. Relaunch, yeah, relaunch works. We're back this week with a new Penguin classic, the saga of Gunlog. Gunlog? Um, might want to look that one up. Serpent. I was thinking, yeah, I was, I was uh, saying Gunlog in my mind. I uh, just took a three-second break there to listen to the pronunciation on Wikipedia, which sounded like nothing that either of us just said. <laughs> what is it? I wouldn't even dare repeat it. It was incomprehensible to me. <laughs> well, uh, let's go with Goonlog then. Or gun- uh, yeah, what do you think? Goonlog? Gunlog? Well, I, yeah, either one will be will be sufficient. Man, it was way off. That's incredible. If you're listening to this episode and are not driving a car and can go to Wikipedia, you should really look up the pronunciation because it is not even remotely close to what we just said. <laughs> you should go listen to it quickly because it's astounding how different it is. I won't even pretend to try. Really? I heard Goonlasar, and then the last name, unpronounceable to me. Wow, amazing. Yeah. All right. Second languages wow. are incredible. English, you know, gets a little dry. You got to change it up. And that was interesting. Okay, hold on. Now I, well, now I have to look it up. Yeah, it's just right there on Wikipedia. Um, we read a Viking epic, is how this book is built. And, well, that is what it is textually. Build is a, is a Viking epic. Um, it takes place It's across a couple different countries or kingdoms. It's largely a kind of a, a meandering jealousy story, revenge story, I guess, in some sense is a revenge. Um, we will just dive right into reviews as long as Ryan's ready. Did you get a listen? I did. <laughs> I did. Well, he was talking, yeah, the Gunlog Saga Ormstunga. I think that's where I think he's like pronouncing yeah the whole name, but yeah, there's no way I'm going to try and repeat. Yeah, that. was it? Um, he, he, I shouldn't criticize his enunciations. You know, I'm no no one's perfect in recording, but oof, man, he'd, I'd have to he'd have to slow it down or spell it out. One of those two. I would I would take both. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I'm um, not even sure what language that guy was speaking. If it even uh, is, if that is Icelandic, Icelandic, yeah, yeah, I can't see no. why it wouldn't be. It's one of the tougher ones. Yeah, it's an Icelander saga. Um, yeah. This book is old. This uh, was written, recorded in the 13th century, according to, again, Wikipedia, which is as far as our research goes, beyond the actual text itself, which we read. Yeah. Yep. And you can tell uh, I had foreshadowed this and didn't even know this book would have this um, rhetorical literary issue which I always hate, which is old books are just name drops. Just a long series of name drops. Yeah, names and places uh, that you forget immediately because there's hundreds of them or what feels like hundreds. And I think that my review of this, which we'll, we'll start as always with just brief reviews here, to me, my review is this is a book of just noise and sound, especially if you're a non-native Icelandic speaker. If you're just an English reader like us reading this translated book, there became so many sounds, words, names that if you delight in that, if you're like, I just want somebody to put two syllables together that I've never seen or two consonants that I've never seen, this book might keep you engaged for its 50 pages. Um, 
<laughs> I, the other thing I would say is that it d- does have a series and a lot of uh, kind of like taunts and, and greetings that are all pretty milk toast. They're mostly duds, but I, I think 13th century, they would have been, you know, pretty fierce. So if you're interested in that, maybe come find this book. Yeah. Um, if you, yeah, if you're really into um, Icelandic territory or family history names and, um, you know, uh, words like, Thororm or and I'm just opening the book to a random page and just because there's at least five names on every page that are just right. uh, they just sound ridiculous. Uh, Thornfin at Routamel, Onund and Thorfin. Well, yeah, those uh, that did that does anything for you. You'll you'll get a lot out of this book, but um, it's a nice taste. Yeah, it's uh, it's and it, it reads it does read well. Um, because yeah, you're. I, I don't know. I was able to get uh, some some humor out of just like the sheer ridiculousness of some of the um, names and places in this book. It carries the book a little ways. Did you find anything? Did your review include anything different than mine in terms of uh, just the wildness of the uh, name variety? Just absolutely. I was thinking, yeah, uh, my, well, the, the one review I have, I guess it's kind of more of a criticism. I was just waiting for the, uh, for the action, (laughs) for the action to happen. I mean, there was, you know, kind of, it, it carries itself along, but, um, I felt like, uh, for being like, you know, you, you expect a Viking, uh, story to have a little bit more, uh, I guess grit to it, but you know. For being almost a thousand years old, I guess this this story had considerable grit. Well, I think yeah, it's um, maybe blame Hollywood movie making of the last hundred years. But if you were going to say, I'm going to describe a duel between two Viking warriors on this page, and you know what would you expect to see? I mean, th- this does about a sentence's worth of description, where it's basically, right. hey, they swing. Oh, his shield's broken. It's over. Something, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's that's about what you're going to get. You know, you're going to get way more lines of their poetry greetings to one another than the... Which I, which I also found very interesting. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I think those, I mean, as the, the Wikipedia page rightly notes, some, some scholars doing their work on there, it's, you know, it shows you a bit of culture, a bit of Icelandic, you know, culture, Scandinavian culture, too, because uh, they travel all around England, too. Um, yep. Of just like, yeah, greeting and gift giving culture. And so there, there's things to be learned. There's no question, like cultural things. But yeah, I mean, the maybe the Vikings TV show, I which I've never even watched, but I presume that that show, like most modern TV moves at a clip, has a lot of action. Have you ever watched sure. that show? No, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, yeah, I'm reading the back cover and... Um, the, ranging across Scandinavia, England, and Ireland, a Viking Age epic of two poets in doomed pursuit of Helga the Fair. That's that's pretty spot on. But you know, just go, judging the book by its cover, um, it was yeah, pretty uh, pretty tame. These Viking poets were uh, interesting dudes. I think um, uh, their interpretation of pursuit of Helga the Fair would be would disappoint a modern reader because there's no. 
romantic interest ever actually displayed. I mean, it's clear that he like wants to marry her, but then he just right. leaves for years and doesn't come back for a few more years. And then somebody brings it up and he's like, no, I'll get back there one day. I'm not that worried about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you know, uh, I'll, uh, not the most motivated I'll... guy. No, no. Kind of like, uh, yeah, he'll, yeah. Caesar one day. And then he, you know, goes and does like some weird quest for years and yeah, picks back up on it. But, yeah, it is, as you noted, a kind of a book of like them. Well, as the cover notes, I guess, but just it does focus on these two guys who are Icelanders and they kind of vie for this woman's marriage, um, her affections. Not much to say for the female characters in the book. Um, if you're looking for uh, <laughs> any interest in a female character, any depth or dimension. Yeah, nope, you're, I would say there's I think, uh, yeah, either look elsewhere or jump one percent. Jump up a couple <laughs> centuries, probably. That's probably the honest yeah. answer. Or you know, there, there's you know, you'll find something. But this is this would yeah. not be the book for that at Helga, all. Helga Helga had some redeeming qualities. Uh, you know, she had she had some little uh, you know personality things going into like her greatest pleasure. It was like unfolding that uh, cloak, right? That yeah, the dude gift. gave her. You know, yeah, yeah. kind of an affectation or uh, artifact. Yeah, um, but yeah, very, uh, very little going on with any other female characters in this uh, story. Yeah, no goodness. It's just her and even yeah. she's on the periphery. Um, but yeah, let's see. There was um, there was a couple uh, a really gem quotes, too. And I pulled uh, one that's from, I think, one of the poems where the dudes. So it's great. The two uh, Viking dudes basically face up in the end and they're like, we're going to fight each other. And it's going to be fair. And then they both like say one line of poetry or not one line, but like a poem, like at each other. Yeah. I think is pretty great. Um, But (laughs) the main dude says into two, I'll slice the hair seat of Helga's kiss gulper. Finally, with my bright sword, I'll unscrew his head from his neck. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah. And even calling Helga's kiss gulper, it's almost like flattering in a sense. I mean, he's already admitting defeat in a way. I'm assuming G- Gunlog said that. Oh yeah, main character Gunlog. Is that an insult? Calling another person the person you desire's kiss gulper? I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it defines kiss gulper as uh, just like her lover. So right, I, I don't right. know. If that, I don't know if that's like a diss. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't really come off like a diss. It's a little greedy um, sounding. It's a little kind of. Um, not grotesque, but kind of. It's a uh, weird. It's a weird thing to try and visualize. Yeah, I mean, a gulper is like a reminds me of a fish or something. Right. Yeah, kind of nasty. The, Might uh, be a fish. I had pulled for quotes. I had also pulled one um, that is for a modern reader could be used in a rap battle, but an all-time bad rap battle rap lyric, uh, which is "Now you have cruelly deceived me." And you have behaved in an unmanly way since I trusted you, which is something that <laughs> Gulag says to the other guy, Gerardo or Gerardier, after they, after their while they're dueling. Um, yeah, it's just you know, it, it's kind of if you were to ask maybe like Alexa or some other really bland AI that we currently have in 2019 to just you know, hey Alexa, could you give me a rap battle lyric like? Now you have cruelly deceived me and you have behaved in an unmanly way since I tried. Yeah. It's just, that's, that is the really bland response you'd get. 
the last the last part really hits home since i trusted you like yeah that would be a really great thing to hear well, that's in what any deception means he did say that yeah he did say it was cruel yeah he literally goes hey dude i just cut off your leg and the guy's like man i'd fight a lot better if i had a glass of water so gun Goonlog's like okay man i'll get you a glass of water but are you gonna stab me and the guy's like no and then of course what does he do he stabs him now right in the neck we may have by spoiling the only exciting part of the book we may have just wandered into a book club territory not book review territory but I mean, essentially, Ooh. now you definitely don't have to read this. <laughs> Which uh, that's true. We can we can jump to ratings if you want to. I um, the other quote. There were some weird, weirdly relevant quotes in this book. Um, I pulled one that I thought would be good in a reality television show. It's sort of like um, there used to be an I think an MTV show about dating. Oh, gosh, it was kind of like a pickup artist. It was a hundred percent like if you're a man here's a dude bro who can get you to hook up with women or here's how you can pick up women in, in bars. I forget yeah, the name of that show. I think it sounds very like early two thousands, but yes, yeah, yeah, I, definitely. I, it, I think it was actually, you know, it might've been the pickup artist. I think so. I, think, I feel like I've yeah. seen clips of this floating around as like a, a weird artifact. Um, that might but, be one, a funny one to go and rewatch. Yeah. There's yeah. Depressing. Yeah. Geez. Uh, yeah. There's a quote here, though, ripped right from the show. It says, and don't set so much store by yearning for just one woman. Behave as though you haven't noticed, and you'll never be short of women. Which, um, that's classic pickup artistry right there. I mean, and that was from, I think, one of their fathers. One of the two main yeah. characters' fathers. I don't remember which one. Alugi, maybe? A lot of fathers in this uh, story, too. So it had to come from some father, one of the fathers. All right, that's, eight, that's ancient that. Icelandic wisdom. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, a, it's a small island. You just have to, you know, dads. mind your business, and and somebody will take notice of you. Yep, uh, it's it kind of reminds me of that old uh, adage that might be from a movie or something, but it's like, um, treat them like dirt, and they'll stick to you like mud, kind of thing. What is that quote from? Awful. Um, <laughs> that's like it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Yeah. But um, I'm trying to. It has. I think it's a movie or something. But yeah, and I think in the movie it might have even been like a joke. But that, that might be the like s- literal sloppiest, but also just the meaningful sloppiest metaphor for um, abuse and abusive behavior. I think I've ever heard. <laughs> I completely forgot about that phrase, but it, you're right when you said it. I that was definitely in something I've seen a bunch, yeah. maybe a bunch. Yeah, Um, which is probably like the it's like the worst advice to ever give any um, adolescent male. Yeah, yes, completely. Take that out of your sex ed classes, eighth grade curricula. Just leave that one. Yep. I just Googled that. It took me a second. What does it say? I don't know. It's it's all over. Gosh, the first the first couple websites that come up when you search that phrase, there's one subreddit called Nice Guys, which I think is a mockery of actual guys who are terrible. I, th- I think it is too. Yeah, yeah, I've been on Reddit enough to kind of remember that one. But otherwise, yeah. it comes up on the forums at Bodybuilding.com, which yeah, that does seem that target demographic is that does seem to, does seem to land. Oh man, yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Um. I don't know where that came from, though, man. Honestly, I, I can't say. It's on Urban Dictionary too. I'm not even gonna click, but essentially, that's what this guy is. Uh, this guy's throwing that out in the 1200s. So this behavior is not new. 
uh, patriarchy, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. I mean, this, yeah. this is, we're, we're, we're yeah. talking about some ancient behaviors here, or almost nearly ancient behaviors. Um, which is, yeah, which is uh, insane. Basically, yeah, I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's, that is wild as hell. It's, uh, I thought that was, of all the quotes that jumped out in terms of, um, you know, I didn't pull a Pinterest quote this week. That one would be unhelpful, I think. I don't think you're going to get any repins if you post that on a on a piece of wood and put it above your couch. I don't know, man. A lot of white trash out there. That's uh, that. It sounds like um, again, like yeah, it'd be like one of those. I I think we were talking about this nah, the other so week, it, but like but one of those Pinterest, I don't know. Teachers. I don't think Pinterest uh, overlap and dem- demographic would would stand for this. You're talking. You're talking about a, bu- a bumper sticker on a mud flap. Like that's. I think. <laughs> I think that's where we're finding this quote. Yeah, which again you could find on Pinterest somewhere. Yeah, that's probably fair. I don't. To be honest, I, I'm I'm an outsider in Pinterest. Maybe maybe that is a sub community there. <laughs> White trash. Do I, uh, do, I have two, 100%. Yeah, do I have too high an opinion of Pinterest? It just seems like such a pure place for idea exchange. Maybe I'm overestimating it. I'm pretty sure if you typed in, uh, yeah white trash mud flaps there would be a couple pins that you probably uh come across maybe even some groups god you really can't um, find anything on the internet can't you yeah there's the ugly corners everywhere <laughs> of every uh every place yeah. white trash is all over nowhere sacred anymore um nope yeah fair enough did you have any other quotes you pulled um no just that one about uh unscrewing that guy's head from his neck with the bright sword yeah that's and that one's pretty uh pretty vivid yeah um why don't you jump into your rating then this might be <clears throat> we want to keep these under half an hour this might be a record short when i have a feeling yeah i, I i'm gonna give this uh one stump it just gets a one i think um you know there is there is some cool viking you know stuff that happens (laughs) in the story but man it is a lot of there was once a man from so and such place from so and such person and then he decided to take a trip to such and such a place with these such and such people yeah and that was that was you know that was kind of the bulk and that was that was tough yeah to make it through you know they accuse modern storytelling you know plot conventions this movie conventions to be a little repetitive i don't know man i I feel like we've come a long way in storytelling you know open to a random (laughs) page here it is there's a man named thord who is the son of a farmer on i'm not gonna pronounce it malacca sleta he was sure. he, he was always challenging the merchants at wrestling, and they generally came off worse against him. Like that's, that's another good. That's that, another good. That's, that's another a, good quote too. Well, it's about that's about <laughs> as descriptive as you're going to get here, and you're just going to keep that, getting shuffled along from person to son and father to son, and you know, minor event to minor event. Yeah, um, yeah. That's pretty much. Yeah, that's the bulk. That's uh, that was the majority. So yeah, I'm giving it a solid one. I'm going to completely hop on that. This is a one. This is a pass. Yep. You should not read this, reader. You no. you have so many things to look forward to and ways to spend your time. This one, I think you should just take our word and uh, skip over it. Um, I'm going to even do you one better. Uh, here are the three best names for my money in the book. I'm just going to read them out so you can um, kind of revel in them and then just move on with your life. 
I, yeah. My personal favorite was Sigtrig Silkbeard, but I'm sure because it's an <laughs> Irish fellow they meet, that's probably also yep. mispronounced. It could be Sigtrig. I don't know, but that one's pretty great. Silkbeard is just, I mean, that's beautiful. Awesome. Yeah, great nickname. There's Hallfred, the troublesome poet, which, again, don't bring that to a rap battle. That's not going to get very much applause and uh, will not be intimidating. Uh, and then there's no. one of their fathers, who I honestly forgot, but Ilugi the Black from Gilsbaki, which is just <laughs> uh, that all comes together in such a perfect way. Just thereby proving that fantasy novels really don't have the worst naming conventions because um, you can do anything you want with names. I mean, these books help underscore that. Oh, yeah. Just, no, 100%. Just put together some sounds, man. Have some fun. You know, these names are just fun. Sigtrig, Halfred, and Ilugi the Black from Gilsbaki. I mean, that's just... Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, so don't pick up the book, but just enjoy those names. And uh, that's basically as deep as it goes. I think so. I think so. I did learn a bit about, you know, uh, Icelandic culture, though if you have any even passing, if you paid even passing attention in like your high school history classes, you could probably just guess what life was like in the 13th century, you know, roughly speaking. I don't think this book is going to unearth any truths that uh, that your brain has tucked away from high school, like world history class. Yeah, no, I would say I would... Uh... I think not. I did see you put in uh, your review here, a uh, comparison to Game of Thrones, which I always find. It is true that reading fantasy, which is a genre I, I like for the most part, um, does require some name memorization. That's always like a big, you know. Yeah. And, and that's something that is pretty much unavoidable just because the alternative is to name them after like the except whatever your contemporary names are, which would be weirder, I think. Like, what, I think if, so what too. if, you know, Tyrion from Game of Thrones' name was Bob? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, well I guess you got John, so what do you got? You know, you got some, you got some pretty, you know, uh, Americanized you gotta, like, yeah. contemporary names in there. Yeah, sure. I mean, John. Yeah. Uh, Joff- Joffrey? That's, that's, uh, that's kind of a stretch. Yeah, that's not far. Uh, yeah. It's like the. Um, but no, the, the only. Yeah, the, the comparison that I was thinking about was. Um, I hear the, the the most common complaint I think from people who watch the show, not necessarily read the books, uh, yeah. is that they they get so confused with um <laughs> with everything that's going on and all of the characters, and then yeah. um like you'll be watching an episode and you'll just be like, man, I have no idea what's going on. I'm a pre- I I can appreciate it watching it, and I'm in ent- entertained by it, but right, right, right. Then then some like then some shit has to go down for you to be like, Oh yeah. Okay. Like now, yeah. Now I kind of remember what this whole thing is about. Right. Um, that's kind of how this book read. Uh, no, I, I, can, you know. I completely get that. The, the game of Thrones, um, uh, the thing that saves it. If you do the books, the books are incredibly long. And so you get tons of time. And so it's just like, you don't, you don't get like, I just read a sentence of a guy's name and then they never talk to the guy again. You know, Game yeah. of Thrones does that too because it's vast and they cast off side characters too. Um, I know I completely get that. For some reason, this book, I think it's just because what comes between it was just, it's a bit, you know, it's there, this was written 700, 800 years ago. Just, just a little oh, dull, yeah. you know, instead of describing the wrestling match and implicating things and 
uh, making some characterization happen. They just tell you, yeah, oh, they wrestled. He was generally better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right, yeah, man. Yeah. Sounds gotcha. good. Gotcha. Gotcha. I think. Uh, <laughs> Take your yeah, word. I think Game of Thrones can at least claim some uh, some depth. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of modern fantasy stuff has that going on. But the names, I right. completely sympathize. I was I was glossing over names in this book left and right, just not even looking for the first three letters and just moving on, just straight <laughs> skipping on to the next father son uh, task. Yeah. Well, oh, that actually reminds me too. Is the one thing I also did appreciate that um, there it happened a few times in the story is um, the it would just it would just say it like this is so-and-so from so-and-so and he leaves and he is never heard from again in this story. Yeah. At least he's explicit <laughs> like, about it, I guess. <laughs> and he, yeah. And it's like, you don't have to even think about that guy anymore. Cause they're not involved anymore in the story. And you're like, okay, yeah. thanks. Uh, good to know. I got flashbacks reading this book. I think my, my bias against books from, um, this time period was from a college class I took called gods, beasts and heroes which was an ancient literature class, basically. And we read things a lot like this, like the Kalavala and there was an Irish one. And then we just read a bunch of, and we read like the Poetic Edda, which is like Norse poetry, the Norse translated poetry. And man, it, I just writing a paper about something like this, just imagine writing it, writing a 10 page paper about this book, Analy- yeah, analyzing no it. I mean, it's just no at way. some point you're pulling your own teeth. Like, man, I don't have anything to say. That Wikipedia hasn't said <laughs> <laughs> at the science yeah, that know? the uh, the brilliant minds and yeah. scientists over at Wikipedia have not already. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, well, the good news is something this old. You you go to your you know university's like academic database. You'll find some things. I mean, people have been pouring over Goonlog for for some years. For I bet. I'm sure there's plenty. There's plenty of scholarship on it, but yeah, this is giving me a flashback to that. Just thinking, I have nothing to say about this book. <laughs> Isn't it all right there? Yeah, I don't no, know what to it's, say. Uh, what, yeah, what can you say about uh, names and places? That's who knows, man. Oh, uh, last last thing, I was just thinking about this. We can try and string this together, even though I'm not. I don't know if it's going to make a lot of sense, but um, what do you think the uh, the Jesuit priest from uh, when Kings when the Kingfishers catch fire. Oh my god! No, we, we need to keep doing that. I need to put. I'll I'll put that into the doc. That's got to be a recurring segment. I that. think he would. I think he would be appalled by the materialism <laughs> of these people. I, they're always giving gifts. They're obsessed with. They're obsessed with like social standing. Uh, the one of them travels yeah. a lot. He might admire that. He might write, you know, a couple of lines about. I also would love to see that Jesuit poet poet's version if he wrote a poem about their final battle. Um, I'd like to see what he would say when that. Yeah, the guy gets cuts cut his off. leg off, and then the dude. Yeah, yeah. I would. I would. Uh, I'd be interested in that. We might be the only two people on planet Earth who uh, would be interested in reading that. But hey. Uh, for the sake of the exercise, yeah, I think it works. Yeah, you catch me in a couple months. Yeah, we, and when you catch me in a couple months, when I've forgotten these books or have mostly forgotten them, I don't know if I'd be interested then, in but I would read that right, right now. now. There's no question. I'd be fascinated to see what all, our old uh, priest friend <laughs> thought of thought of Google. Yeah, Hobbs, epic uh, epic uh, quest for. Um... 
he would find the whole thing tragic. I mean, that's he's going to lean right into that. He probably would think they were dear friends, and then they they, they betray each other and basically kill each other. I mean, he this is his tone. Right. That's it. Yeah, he, I think he'd have some things to say. <laughs> when Goonlog catches fire, yeah. catches an axe, I guess. Yeah. Is what he oh man. Say. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a that's an interesting one, uh, which probably means we should look ahead to um, volume four. That's right. Make make our guest connections for next week. Uh, staying on the topic of death, uh, next week's book, collection number four, uh, list number four in the um, Penguin Little Black Classics collection, is an essay called On Murder, Considered as One of the Fine Arts. I did start this one before I remembered that I'm yep. going to hold out and wait every week to start fresh. And it seems like a satirical essay so far. At least um, the back of it says that it's it says provocative centri- uh, essayist cast a blackly comic right. eye. So I'm assuming it's like a satire. the The first couple pages are basically saying, like, because there are more interesting murders now, we have to look at why murder is an art. And then immediately says, like, but I'm not a bad person. I'm moral. You know, it's, it seems like a it seems All like right. a satire. Well, only time will tell. We'll yeah, according okay. to the cover, that's what we've got coming up. So, on from one leg splitting to um to a yeah. more kind of nefarious. Only time, actor. only time will tell. You'll have to tune in next week. That's right, and so that's coming up next week. Look forward to that. Thanks for tuning in. Of course, appreciated. And if you're reading the books, um, feel free to drop us an email. We could start incorporating them, working them in. Or if you have general questions, um. Our email is still the same as the old podcast, which is on the stump one. That's the number one on the stump one at gmail.com. If you want to shoot us an email, if you're reading them or if you just have general questions. Yeah. 24, seven, 365. That's that's right. Operators are standing by infomercials. Ready to to take your call, hear your thoughts, uh, read your emails. That's right. Yeah, exactly. we got them waiting at the switchboards. So drop us. Yeah, a line. drop us a line. And um, all right, well, I guess I'll take us out, and uh, we'll see you next week if we don't see you in between the classics. Yeah.